Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Shorter Speaks With podcast. My name is Shorter Dunbar and I'm the host. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, just a quick note that uh, you may have realized that the podcast is back. And instead of doing this in seasons, I've decided that I'll be uploading interviews well, whenever I do them. So it may be a little bit irregular, but I'll try to make uh, upload them as uh, often as I can. And uh, this week I am joined by Victoria Cook, who is a production manager at a Lithuanian film company, Film Studio. And she spoke to me about two films that her co- studio is working on, uh, Oleg and I'll Stand By You. And now I had a really great time speaking to Victoria. Also, just a note that we do talk about some difficult topics uh, that are also dealt with in films, uh, such as, well, how... Uh, someone gets involved in crime and modern slavery and uh, i'll stand by you we also talk about uh, suicide and suicide prevention so that film is deals with two women in lithuania who uh, try and go around to help people uh, and to prevent suicide so i've also included a link in the show notes with the samaritans in case any of these topics do affect people uh, so uh, you can check out the linksamaritans.org from wherever you are listening in the world as well. Uh, so with that, uh, here is my interview with Victoria. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Shorsha Speaks With. Um, today I'm speaking with Victoria Cook, who is um, working for a production company called Inscript in Lithuania. So hello, Victoria. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. It's uh, it's great that uh, you could join me uh, because I I just saw two films that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about as well as the company you work for. We're going to talk about two really good films, uh, Oleg and I'll Stand By You. And uh, you're very kind of to, set, to send me them. And I really enjoyed them. I'm looking forward to discussing them with you. Yeah, it's um, a pleasure to be here. And thank you for taking your time and watching the films. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I suppose um, my first question is, what can you tell us about uh, Inscript? So what services do you provide, who you are, and uh, and yeah, who who and what is, uh, is Inscript? Okay, so Inscript is a Lithuanian film and TV production company that was uh, launched by um, producer Lukas Rimonis and uh, writer-director Agle Verkelite, who are both uh, graduates of uh, National Film and Television School in UK. And they launched the company back in 2013. And uh, the first uh, film that they produced together, so Agla uh, wrote and directed it and Lucas produced, was a film called Miracle. Uh, it's uh, like it had its world premiere in uh, Toronto Film Festival. Uh, it's been uh, sold to many territories around the world and like had a really good festival life. Um, so since then, um, Agla and Luca still work together. And uh, we, we do provide production services for the companies that come and shoot in Lithuania. Uh, we do uh, kind of like engage in international co-productions uh, we do produce our own and write like uh, produce our own films uh, write uh, work with different directors like we have a couple of projects now in post-production so 
So uh, the film that you mentioned, Oleg, was the work of uh, our like co-production with Latvian producers. Like the film was produced by uh, Latvia, uh, Belgium, Lithuania, and France. Uh, so many countries involved, and uh, it was uh, it launched in um, uh, in Cannes in Director Sport Night in 2019. So the main uh, character was played by Valentina Novopolsky, like a uh, Lithuanian actor. Um, so yeah, uh, as I mentioned, like we have quite a quite a few projects now in development, uh, quite a few in uh, pro, uh, sort of like preparing for production, and uh, for you that are looking for the international premieres, um, I work in Inslip as junior producer. My uh, my own background is uh, film sales. And uh, kind of, uh, I worked for the UK-based company Film Republic for uh, three years, and before that, uh, lived in the in the UK in Bristol for nearly ten years. <laughs> so, wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, and we have um, our own uh, production manager who works with us. Like she is experienced with like many many things including uh, so we have uh, like worked uh, with Kazakhstan doing like sort of um, uh, commercials and stuff like that for many years like so she's very very experienced in her field as a line producer so so we have like all mm. <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's great it sounds like you have a lot of experience you know between everyone there right? <laughs> um, yeah yeah, no, no, that's great, and I and I've just seen some of the films that uh, you've you've made or you mentioned, and there's, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, if I mean if, if I could, I would probably talk about all of them because there there's a lot that I'm interested. There's a spy thriller. There's um, one with the USA, but um, as as I mentioned, there are two in particular that we will talk about are Oleg and I'll stand by you. Yeah. Um, so I, I suppose the first the first thing then about Oleg. Uh, what can you tell us about this film? Uh, what's what's the setup? What's this film about? Okay, so um, uh, Oleg is directed by Yuris Kursietis. That's his like second film, uh, and uh, he's a Latvian director. Uh, I know he told that the idea came from like reading a news article about the Latvian immigrant that uh, sort of uh, like got involved into the modern slavery uh, sort of the situation. Um, and uh, so the film tells a story about a young man, uh, sort of uh, Latvian, but with a Russian nationality, because like there's some uh, um, quite a few Russian people like living in Latvia and sort of uh, sometimes like they don't have like national, uh, Latvian citizenship. Uh, uh, and uh, so he goes to Belgium to work in the meat factory and gets accused by the like co-worker for, you know, sort of like some accident at work and he gets thrown out uh, from work and doesn't get paid. So like, so we have a, a person who doesn't speak the language can get another job like in the streets of the another city that he doesn't know uh, without uh, anyone to go to for help for and uh, and so like the like he meets andre 
like a Polish guy who says like, oh, Oleg, come work with me. Like I have job, I'll make you a passport and so on. And uh, he believes. <laughs> and, very trustworthy. Very, <laughs> yes, yes. Like he's convincing, he's charming yes, and convincing yes. guy, you know. And Oleg goes and he, you know, and they um, makes a passport for him and but he doesn't ever give him. So uh, Oleg gets into this trap where he's he becomes dependent on Anjay, sort of like uh, he works for him, but he doesn't pay. Anjay like tells him to go and steal, you know, things from the shop. And then, you know, so and, you know, Oleg doesn't have a, a choice. And, uh, you know, like he tries to leave, but he then come, comes back. So, like, we, we can see how the person gets trapped in the situations mm. where, where he doesn't know where to go, he doesn't have a document, and he kind of, uh, yeah, like, he even uh, is made to make crimes, so to commit mm. crimes. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things this film does well is it answers the question why, because I'm mm -hmm. sure many people will be asking, why would he get involved with these people? Mm -hmm. Why would he? Because... Uh, Oleg is a good person. Uh, you know, we see from the beginning that he's trying to help his grandmother and yeah. that, you know, he's not a bad person. He's not, uh, you know, at least beginning a criminal. And he's yeah. and he said that himself at one one point in the film, I'm not a criminal. <laughs> um, so the question is, you know, would be, well, how and why does he get involved with people? And without, you know, spoiling it, I think the film answers very well, you know, mm -hmm. how easy it is. To just get involved you know with desperation as you mentioned he meets Andrej and Andrej is very charming and very kind of uh, convincing saying yes yeah. I will help you <laughs> if you join me I will help you yeah. and um but how is is this still relatively common uh because I believe you mentioned that you know that uh well you mentioned that the director got the idea from what he read yeah. and you know pe people coming to well Europe and Central and Western Europe yeah um, and is, is this, as far as you know, is this still relatively common? So uh, that's, uh, we get into an interesting part. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, like I actually like myself being Lithuanian and, you know, hearing things on the news and um, mm. I thought like that's the past, um, mm. that uh, that happened sometime in the early 2000s when, or like, uh, when the uh, Lithuania joined the EU and uh, the borders were opened and the, you know, like people were like legally could go and work in other countries. And uh, I thought that until uh, we uh, sort of like uh, started distributing the, like the film in Lithuania or like uh, more specific until the premiere in Vilnius, that like sort of, uh, where we invited a person like Kristina Mishinene, who works in um, Lithuanian, um, sort of like uh, in the center that works against human trafficking and modern slavery. And uh, she, I don't know, I think like she works in that center for more than 20 years. And uh, she said like, it's still, it's still the case. Like, and she mm. gets, those cases you know like every day and she deals with people you know sort of like that are being picked up from the you know like in the village 
by the shop uh, drinking beer and someone like uh, you know sort of drives by with a car and like takes them takes that person like older man and like sort of gets them over to Scotland and that the person then walks like all the way to London from Scotland to <laughs> to go back home um yeah and she has like many many of those stories and um also like um in the premiere was my friend Darius Chakavich he works in the in Lithuanian um uh, uh, a kind of prison and uh, after watching that film he was like oh oh my god like everyone needs to see this film mm. like uh, you can't imagine how many Oleg's and Angie's we have in prison, <laughs> you know, like so of like people like that's our everyday life. Like that's uh, you know, like half of the prisoners are like uh, got into situations like um, like Oleg did. Yes. You know, and then like after go out after they go out, they have no way back. Like they don't know where to go, and they think like, oh, because I have criminal record often not one or two but like many they think like the society wouldn't accept them anymore you know like sort of they um and their only choice is to go back to you know like someone who says like oh give me my your passport or something it's, and, it's a vicious circle <laughs> yes yes it's, it's, it's horrifying but as you know as i mentioned oleg is a good person <laughs> it's not that he wants to it's not that he you know gets any joy from this but he ends up here yeah. and uh, then with people like Andres who are manipulative and who are able mm -hmm. to prey on uh, more innocent and naive people like Oleg yes and you know like and I guess in prisons you have both of yes types you know <laughs> like sort of and uh, and like if society doesn't accept the the, the people that come out from prisons and don't take them back or don't give them the second chance, then, um, you know, like they they only go again, like somewhere, you know, they go again abroad to get like some work, like get into the same situations, you know, that modern slavery where they, you know, they can't. Yeah, it's and it's <laughs> it's it's astonishing to, to know that it still happens, and not mm. only it still happens today, but it happens in, countries like Belgium yeah <laughs> and we yeah. never believed that such things would happen in Belgium but you know they do and even here in Ireland I have mm -hmm. read you know we I don't know much myself I'll admit but mm -hmm. I have read on the news about uh what's called direct provision centers which is accommodation mm -hmm. for uh foreign workers and apparently there are protests because apparently they're awful um mm -hmm. they're horrific as well and that there are companies and there are people who exploit mainly foreign workers as well in Ireland and yeah. you know, I can't believe this but it happens. I think it's like in many many countries like you know sort of like uh, you know like you have richer countries that like they they need cheaper labor and you yes. have poorer countries that you know can't provide and as Christina uh, mentioned you know so like the the that help those people like they have you know limited the resources of money limited resource like you know limited hours they're not open but like the the criminals that earn money from that they work like 24 7 they don't you know like they make their plans <laughs> you know like yeah. 
24-7, it's not like the weekend or, you know, like <laughs> after five and like we can't help you anymore. Yeah, you know, that's like not they, a nine-to-five job for them. <laughs> yes. So, you know, like, and it's an equal uh, competition in that. Like, mm-hmm. they're getting smarter as well. And uh, I guess, like, institutions and people who try to, to help the victims of this thing, like, they uh, they just, like, uh, trying to play catch-up, but they never, like, are able to fully catch-up because they don't have resources. Mm. They don't have manpower or anything. So, you know, like, and, you know, the societies have to be more, educated i guess and like to to be willing to to get themselves involved and to help yeah i suppose it is up to us as well to to know because a lot of people like oleg they're very vulnerable Mm. you mentioned that he's in a different country he doesn't speak the language and it's a different culture as well and uh, away from his family and away from his home yeah and so i suppose the question is uh for who who would you know help would be well help in inverted commas would be Mm. people like andres or there could be other people who would genuinely try and help him get, you know, these because he wanted to get uh, decent work. He wanted to get honest work. Yes. And we saw how difficult um, it was in the film. So I thought that film did really well. And another thing I wanted to mention was that the acting was incredible. Mm. Um, it was really good from the two actors. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce the names because I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll be terrible. But uh, I, th- I thought they were both really, really good. The guy who played Oleg, you know, he's yeah. really good as the, you know, every person, like the... Um, so, uh, yes, I can mention the... Yes, the please do, things. please do. <laughs> the Oleg was uh, played by Valentin Novopolsky. Okay. Uh, he's a um, uh, Lithuanian actor. Oh, Lithuanian? Um, yes, he's a Lithuanian actor, and uh, he's, uh, he's really good. <laughs> he's, mm. like, uh, playing a lead in our other film that like we're just finishing off now like so that's in oh, great <laughs> uh, he, he, he deserves it based on this film <laughs> yeah he was and uh he was great and then the guy who played andrej uh... and uh andre uh, andre is played by david ogrodnik yes. he's like a foolish actor now like he's uh you know he was in uh, shooting stars in berlinale a couple of years ago and uh Sort of like uh, yeah, he's uh, he's really famous in Poland now as well. Oh wow! Okay, no, he because he mm. his role is so difficult because he could easily portray it as kind of like a you know a pantomime or a cartoon mm. villain that um, you yeah. know over the top, but he does so so well that he goes from being very charming and very mm. nice, and then just within a couple of seconds he goes from being charming to being threatening. To back to being charming and nice again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. It's uh, he does it so so well that um, and again, I don't give any spoilers. But when he says to <laughs> to Oleg, "Oh yes, you uh, you know you join this company, you work, you make money, you you know you try to get a job, and if you don't, I will drown you in the canal. But we will help you." We and he goes mm. back again, and he um, so so again, you know, kudos to the to, to the two of them. Uh, do you know how, and I don't know if you were able to answer this question, maybe this is more for the director, the casting director, but do you know how uh, these two people were were cast or were found for the for those roles? Um, I probably wouldn't be, uh, right. wouldn't be <laughs> able to tell, but I know that Yudis went uh, for quite some time, like for looking for Oleg. Mm. And for what I'm heard, like I might be not 100% accurate, accurate but... Uh, 
when he so like when he saw Valentin's uh, tape, like he knew that he's got his. his <laughs> he was the one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I think he made a great, you know, a great choice. Mm. And uh, also mentioned uh, the girl who plays a Polish girl in it as well. Mm-hmm. She was really good. She she had a very quiet role, but again, mm. she was really expressive. That you could tell kind of what she was going through as well. Um, yeah. And and again, I I don't know how much again you you can answer, but you mentioned that there are different countries involved in the production of this particular mm-hmm. film. Uh, how how was it getting different countries together? Because it's Latvia, Lithuania, Belgium, and France. Uh, what, were there any challenges involved with you know diff, different people from different countries and filming in a different country like Belgium? Uh, and how did you over, overcome them, or was you know, or was it uh, was it good overall? I think like uh, I think everything went uh, quite smooth. With uh, I I wasn't involved in filming the film myself, like but uh, from from what I hear, like the co-production was quite smooth and. Mm. Uh, and it fits very naturally because like uh so you know like uh, a latvian director latvian film and then belgium comes because as a as a location you know like because uh, lots of um uh you know scenes were shot in brussels or or then and um I might be wrong there, so... Yeah, no, there were... Well, it, it <laughs> you know, looked like, like Brussels yeah. to me, so... Like, so, family in Brussels, yeah, but I'm not sure, like, if I, any other, you know, like, uh, Belgium cities mm. or towns were, like, which ones were used. Um, then Lithuanian co-production comes in very naturally as well, because we have, like, the main uh, character played by Lithuanian... Um, by Lithuanian uh, actor and we did like all the post-production and then French co-production as well like I think they joined uh, slightly later but you know like they they also helped with the like uh, sort of like uh, uh, sort of closing the financing plan and stuff like that. No good no well it sounds like it went uh, really well because it's it, it, it was shot very well shot kind of like a documentary mm-hmm. that with you know one camera and were close-ups as well it makes you feel like you were there yes um, so it was like polish cinematographer oh okay well shot. yes they did an incredible job as well and mm. the, th- this might be um a stupid question that will show my ignorance. So apologies, <laughs> but I thought they were speaking different languages, you know, speaking English, speak Polish, and I believe uh, Latvian or Lithuanian, but then also to make them understand each other because um, it's, you know, when they weren't speaking English and they're speaking other languages, I didn't quite catch the languages, but are the languages similar? So Latvian and Lithuanian and then Polish to make the characters understand each other. Um, um, no, so uh, basically, like the languages that they spoke in the film were, uh, you correct, Polish, yes. uh, probably some Latvian, uh, yeah, some Latvian, because like there was a Christmas party. Uh, there was uh, Russian, and okay. uh, yes, and English. Um, so Latvian and Lithuanian languages are very similar, uh, like because they come from the same uh, language family. Uh, Polish uh, is not similar to Lithuania, even though like are we neighbors like mm. Lithuania and Poland, it, uh, it's the languages are not 
similar because like they come from different language uh, right and, yeah and then uh, belgian is like also yeah different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i was curious because how they were communicating with each other when they were communicating different languages and you know mm -hmm. i was trying to you know play a game like spot the language which language are they mm. speaking now <laughs> which was um which, you know which was quite a lot of fun actually yeah, um, it's uh, but it felt real. It felt realistic as well um, yeah. in, in the film, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, but but yeah, no, it it was it kind of opened my eyes. And oh yes, I remember what I'm going to say. There's also another thing that kind of surprised me about the film, is that I mean, it's by no means a comedy, but there is some black, some dark humor in it. Yeah, <laughs> that I found myself laughing, and then I thought, am I supposed to laugh here? Uh, because it's such a serious topic, but it's, it's you know there is again I don't want to give any spoilers, but the scene when uh, one character nearly shoots himself in the foot twice, um, yeah. that you think it's going to go one way and then it goes another way, um, you know, and, and again it, it was uh, I think that really helped out because it's in real life you know it's people kind of find some kind of humor as well, and I think it worked really well. Um, yes. Um... <laughs> But I think like any good drama like has like some humor or dark mm. humor in it. And uh, I think like also like yes, the topic is very hard, but like the the humor and like that uh, the how you know like to portray that like there are some good times for Oleg with mm. Andrey and uh, the other the other people, like that just shows that like this temptation for it, like his confusion like the, of the situation that he's in because like you know one moment he's having fun and it's like it's all good and then you know like you at the other you are in a you know like in a very different situation but i think like yeah good good dramas like always they have to have some sort some some humor because like it's, i don't know like it makes me even more believable in my yes, opinion. <laughs> yes. I think if it's all the time really serious, yeah, and I think it's if we reach a point kind of oh, you know, I'm not yeah. sure how much more I can take. Yeah. But yeah. It, it kind of relieves the it, like it relieves attention at the right mm -hmm. moments as well. Yes, exactly. Maybe uh, while we're talking about Oleg, I can tell you what we're gonna do with him. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I was going to yeah. ask them what what are you gonna do with Oleg, and can people. Uh, can people find it anywhere or is there any way to watch it? So uh, I'm not sure like if uh, people can find it in an island. I'm not sure like which territory is like has uh, been sold. Or I know that it's been available on Mubi in the UK. But what we're doing with the film now in Lithuania. Uh, so after the, the premiere, this because uh, <clears throat> it was really liked by the by the center of the again that works against human trafficking and modern slavery, the British embassy bought them educational license. Oh, wow. So they, uh, they kind of using Oleg as a, as an educational material for, you know, like for people, for their staff uh, to discuss it and to, to talk about the topics. And with the uh, Lithuanian prison department, like after that premiere, we were like thinking, what can we do? How we can use the film, and uh, uh, you know, so how it can be used? Because you know, like uh, as an art house film, like it's not necessarily gets the attention from the public, like in the cinema. Mm. 
but you know it would be really nice if like it could be used in a you know valuable way so finally we got some funding from the uh, lithuanian uh, culture council and the lithuanian film office and now uh, the lithuanian uh, prison uh, department or ministry of uh, no, not it's not a ministry. Like, uh, yeah, pr- yes, prison yes. Depa- department. The department. Yes. Yes. Like they will also use Oleg as a tool for, like, educational tool for prisoners and their staff to discuss the film and you know sort of see how it, like, you know, what emotions or they bring. Like maybe to like uh, have a sort of. Um, kind of guide where they can go after they leave like sort of explore the situations that are portrayed in the in the film and see you know how they would behave or how they could behave differently or where they would go and uh, same for the staff you know sort of to Mm. to be like because films help for people to be in someone else's shoes don't they yes definitely yeah, so like we're gonna sign this uh, agreement uh, sometime like end of May or beginning of June, and uh, then they will start the kind of um, um, trial period where they will start showing like uh, 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 collecting data, like the the questions, the sort of the feedback from the discussions and so on. Uh, we'll have the help from the from the uh, from the center against human trafficking and uh, and against like modern st- uh, slavery as well as the men's crisis center in Lithuania to help us with the guide and uh, sometime in September we're gonna do a public screening of Oleg where like we'll invite the the guests like prison department will invite the guests as well like from their side do they want this message or like to be seen like maybe their superiors or like the the ministers like some politicians and uh, also make it uh, open for public as like Lithuanian uh, national television has the the license to to show Oleg we we are thinking like to show the discussion of the after the public screening um in the um sort of like streamed maybe online like that's all all, yeah. all of this has to be confirmed but uh, like that's the plan for now uh sure online and you know that Oleg would be available on that day for public to like for general public to be seen as well for free online and uh so you know like we could get this message yeah it, it sounds like a, a film like this um could definitely help people as you mentioned uh inmates and staff in prisons mm-hmm. again to to show people look how easy it is to you know get involved with these people and yeah. um and i get to people in general because i imagine especially maybe young young men maybe or young people who are going abroad um mm-hmm. do you think this could help them as well like to show okay if you meet a guy like andres don't trust them this is how to spot them this is what will yeah. happen <laughs> Or maybe, you know, like, sort of, like, uh, go and be a bit more prepared, like, mm. to have numbers or contacts where they can go for help. Yes, what yes. What to do in such situations. Yes, if you lose your job, uh, yeah. like this, because, and again, it was not Oleg's fault at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
um, yeah. it's uh, it shows what what can happen. But no, that sounds fa- fantastic, um, <laughs> and and ho- hopefully, yeah, hopefully it will work, and hopefully it can uh, go. You know, to be uh, I don't know if we do get uh, I mentioned movie. I think uh, in our presume we do, oh. uh, but hopefully you know something like this can then travel abroad. You know, travel around Europe then as well this initiative because it sounds really great it sounds fantastic yes um, i i think like uh, like such initiatives like uh, to roll further they need to like you know to be heard by the right people mm. i never expected it to to become something like this <laughs> but it's only because me and you know like i work with a film and my friend like my friend dad was like, our kids uh, just play football in the same club. That's how we know each other. And he works in prisons. And, you know, like, and then, and then, you know, like this project, like, <laughs> like out of nowhere. I don't know, like, if he would have gone to see or like, you know, like if uh, the trailer or anything would have like caught his eye. Otherwise, if I wouldn't have invited him to yeah yeah no it's, it's it's funny how things end up <laughs> yeah but that's the best way i think like you know um uh, yeah yeah no that's fantastic as i said and hopefully i'm sure you know it has uh been a good chance of success because it is i think an important film and it's also you know i'm irish and i had mm-hmm. no idea about this but i just saw this film and it, it you know I was able to it was able to resonate with me it was very like, you know re- relevant to me as well like oh my god I, you know maybe I should do more from my end uh, mm. to help you to make sure that you know either I don't end up in these situations or people like Oleg don't end up in these situations mm. um yeah. so it's you know it's, it's definitely it was uh, it was fantastic um so no t- thank you for that apologies for that <laughs> no 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 it's, it's good to hear like I I'm always like really really pleased when the films mm. resonate with uh, definitely people and you know so uh definitely so no that is uh, uh oleg and mm-hmm. uh then you as we mentioned you're also working on a second uh project it's another film yeah called i'll stand by you yeah um so what can you tell us about this this film about this project what's th- what's this about so the the film i'll stand by you is a documentary directed by uh, Virginia Varekite and Maximilian Dejoy. And uh, the film tells, like, follows two women, uh, Valia Sharp and Gantaria Meshkiene, uh, who work with a suicide prevention program in the small town of Lithuania, Kupiškis. The interesting thing, or like maybe not interesting thing, but sad thing, Lithuania is one of the top uh kind of like numbers like takes top numbers of the suicide rates in the world and in europe so like yes europe and then world <laughs> mm. and uh and kupishkis had the highest rate of suicide in lithuania so we're talking twice as many of average uh, than lithuanian rate which means like uh, four times more than in the U- in Europe, um, and uh, yeah. So the situation in Kupiškis was really really bad. They had about fifteen suicides per year, and that's a really really big number for such a small town. 
and uh, so like the the group like the work group of psychologists and uh, other people like they set up this uh, program that uh, has like network of volunteers and uh, so you know they include police and psychologists and volunteers and uh, so Valia and Gimparia Gimparia like Valia is a psychologist and Gimparia is a policewoman so they teamed up and they started uh, like pioneering this program in Kupishkis. And uh, so they would go and visit uh, lonely people, elderly people, people that, uh, uh, you know, like their relatives, uh, for example, reported that like uh, someone in their family talks uh, or thinks about suicide or by feeling depressed. And they connect with those people with, um, with volunteers or like would check up on them and uh, the film is really like even though it seems like uh, it's talking about very difficult subject uh, it's very positive and mm. it, uh, it has a good message about like sends a very brilliant message about friendship and human connection and attention to each other and how all these things uh, like they these two women achieved so much that they the the rates of suicide like falling in Kupishkis like really really uh really a lot and uh, I don't know like at the time um so a couple of years ago like when I had the date like like data from that it was like from 15 to about three or four uh, a year that's a huge number and uh, like at the end of the documentary, like they had the six months without suicide as well. Uh, so like I would need to check the numbers now, but like hopefully like it's still zero. Um, yeah. but, like this program now it's rolled out into a different, you know, and adapted in the different little towns and regions of Lithuania. Yeah, it was a fantastic work that these two women did that you can see in the documentary. And as you mentioned, a documentary is ultimately positive because it talks about a very difficult, sensitive uh, topic. But ultimately, it is uh, what, uh, positive that you know life is worth living, that there are people who care about you and that we're also more capable than we believe uh, we yeah. are. And um, But I, I'm just curious as well, you, you mentioned that Lithuania had the highest number in Europe or, or in the EU, one of the highest. And I don't know if you'd be able to answer this, but do, do you know why that, that is in particular? Because, again, I know very little about Lithuania, I'll be honest. But when I think of Lithuania, I don't, you know, consider it, you know, at least we don't hear from here that it's, uh, you know, difficult country to live in. We, we always think that, oh, Lithuania is, is fine it's good it's um mm. but i don't know if you were able to answer that or or are there any particular reasons um you know why those numbers were so high um compared I, to other countries i wouldn't be able you know like my it would be probably just my personal thoughts mm. rather than right that. Uh, so, you know, I might be, I might be wrong, but, um, I think like Lithuania is post-Soviet country. Like we still have as a, as a society, like some wounds to heal. Mm. Uh, we don't like to talk about our problems. 
like it's still uh, very um uh we are in as a society i guess like we are very conservative like uh, mm. conservative in the sense that uh, you know like gender roles for example you know like it's a high high rate of like men suicides uh like over you know certain age like i don't know like when probably when the middle life mm. crisis or you know like a bankruptcy or like any financial uh sort of thing so like it's a i think like suicide is seen as a solution to a problem mm. and men rather than going to ask for help uh you know like there's the unfortunately high level of um you know like young people committing suicide because you know like this not you know like it's not as bad but not as friendly like atmosphere for lgbt people uh you know so for example like there are things that uh, you know like uh, for example now uh, we have um, as a country like uh, politicians want to approve the partnership um uh sort of law that like same sex the partnership can be legalized and uh, last weekend there was like a big families march against it mm. uh so you know kind of like there are very loud people with conservative ideas and uh, you know ideas what is normal what is proper and i guess like uh, if you consider one day yourself normal and then the other day you know like you bankrupt or you're not successful like let's say for a man you know mm-hmm. and uh, then you can't you know like and there's something like to go for to ask for help is not something that you've been taught to or like used to like uh, i think uh, you know alcohol is uh, another problem mm. like especially in the rural areas yeah i guess uh, from what is seen with the, in the film as well is that uh, what you mentioned there as well is mm. communication or lack of communication mm. is is a big issue that you know people particularly men just don't yeah. know how to ask for help or maybe they think that it's you know they're you know that it's not quote unquote manly Um, yeah. but for once one of the great things that these two women in the film did is that they were able to reach out to, to a lot of people and able mm. to communicate with them uh and able to you know let let them know look we we are here for you we you know and there are people here for you that's uh, it's it's okay and you know we we can help you and, yeah. and we can see how ultimately they're they're they are successful <laughs> yes um uh, yes like i i think it's a big issue like the suicide in Lithuania and uh, i personally know uh, i have two friends that committed suicide oh, at God, I'm sorry. very young age you know like i know like a few more people that like weren't close close friends so you know it's uh, as i said like it sadly seems like some sort of um uh, you know like solution to a problem that mm. uh is not you know i yeah. i don't know it's kind yeah, of yeah yeah no i i i i i understand it um but you know so so that's why something like this that it's it's so essential and again 
um, it, you know, first of all, in Lithuania, that it's it's great that these two women that they got together and that they are uh, that they were able to to help, mm. and and hopefully, I think uh, hopefully this can spread to other countries because again, it's 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 other countries again that have especially this year I find with uh, with COVID that yeah. you know mental health now is going to the because at least in Ireland it was kind of taboo to talk about it, talk about mm. mental health, but now I think. Uh, it's becoming more accepted for people to talk about their mental health and their struggles with mental health uh, yeah. this year. So, um, yeah, I guess like it's always that stigma, like talk mm. about your mental health and how you feel, because um, and and it's like a, also at the same time, it's very big pressure to, you know, like I don't know, like for for teenagers, I guess, like especially with social media, like yes, yes, perfect, and to you know, like that's all the image, and and if your life doesn't look like someone else's image, like it's very difficult to live up to these exactly. expectations for yourself, and uh, yes, it's very so. Like uh, with this with this film, we want to take it to the and show with the like sort of um, with the support from the volunteers that work in the you know suicide uh, helplines mm. and the, the filmmakers like to show it in the in the regions of Lithuania where have like the highest suicide rate uh, with um, with the discussions after so people could talk and I think like what else that film does really really nice like it has. It has the small bits where Gimpare or Valia talks or messages with people that are talking about suicide. Yes. And um, like people can learn how they can talk to other people who maybe, yes. you know, sort of uh, thinking about or express that they don't want to live anymore. And uh, like maybe this film could become like a tool for them to, you know, sort of to see how it can be, you know, yes, some connection. Uh, yes, I think I know the the scene you, you mean when it was she's texting mm, uh, yeah. this this girl and this girl who's uh, sort of stated she's living in a lot of pain yeah. and she wants to end things. And and I thought that the reaction from uh, one of the women again, just how she was continually you know you know keeping her you know spirits up and keep you know continuing to interact with her yeah. was uh you know was fantastic yeah. and, and how it helped and yeah. um and you know they, they were as, as you mentioned they were really successful getting you know the suicides down from 15 to two or three and now the last six mm. months uh it's been zero uh and you said i think that they got i think collaboration with uh groups of other people and do, do you know mm -hmm. how uh how they managed to be so successful, you know, what things that they did, you know, that other people maybe didn't, didn't do, is it that maybe they, you know, to, was it something simple, do, do you know that, because um, I know, I'm sure there's not just one reason. <laughs> um, I so, think they, they really cared. Yes. You know, they really cared about those people and they really, you know, saw if, uh, saw that someone is in the, like, how to say it like danger not danger zone but like you know so often uh in this uh sort of field that 
they are thinking about something like that. Yes. Uh, I think they had like volunteers that care about it and they didn't leave those people alone. I think like they didn't promise them that uh, everything's going to be okay and like everything's going to be fine, but they showed that, you know, they're not forgotten. They like there are people that care about them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like there wasn't, uh, I think, um, I think there wasn't a lie involved that, you know, like, oh, this is like, this will pass, like, you'll be fine, you know, just, uh, you know, it's okay. No, I think like, uh, it was, I care about you, and I don't want you to die. So yes. like this, this message. Yes, know. which is incredibly mm. important. And we can see mm. in the film how you know, the lengths that they go to, the, I think it's Gintare, the police yeah. um, officer, yeah. and how she's going deep into the countryside. She doesn't know where she's going, yeah. but she still asks for directions and she still does everything she can to reach these people in these rural settings because she really yeah. cares. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what, one thing I mentioned to you as well, what I really liked about the film is the two women, their interaction with each other. Yeah, that uh, how you you can tell that they're good friends that get on well with each other. Mm. Um, you know, I think that that also kind of comes true as well. You know, when they're in the car and they're, you know, singing along to the to the music in the radio. <laughs> yes, but like that's one thing that directors mentioned. I heard them talking about it that uh, those support wo- workers like they also need support. Yes, so yes. like this. Um, uh, and you know like this film is also like to celebrate their work because like yes. what they do is amazing but like also acknowledge that you know they need support as well because you know like it's uh, it's really difficult job you mm. know like you never know like if someone that you've been talking to like might actually like do com- like might they might commit suicide or also so um Yes, like so they they also like uh, on the, I guess like high level stress all the time, and uh, you know like I think that often often forgotten in that work because um, I I remember like uh, so like it's nothing like the the ladies uh, what they do but I remember myself like I had the experience like a couple of months working in the. Uh, Department for Work and Pensions in the call center um, for in the, in the UK, and uh, and that was like income support line, I think. And uh, so we were like really well trained how to answer the phones and stuff like that. But sometimes people uh, call just to talk, mm. and and I don't know, like I, I remember having one call like uh, with a lady that she was uh, I think like she was like saying that she wanted to die and like that uh, son died and like that and there's nothing you can do I guess like Mm. you're just in the call center and like the the thing is like you even not allowed to talk with people like this because you have time limits like you know sort of per call and uh uh, yes, and it's kind of like, and you're 
your ratings, you know, oh, like drop if you. I I worked for customer service before, and and I know yes that uh, short amounts of time you need to do as yeah. many calls and live chats and it. Yes, and I don't know. I remember crying after that call,、mm. but I remember also like after some time. You know, you can't take everything into your heart. So, like, becoming like more and more immune to, because like you have this like phone or screen or anything like something like、uh, disconnecting you from those people, and you kind of、uh, almost feel like you you can't take everything into、yeah. your heart. <laughs> so you、it's... know, like it's. Yeah. It, it it is tough, you know, something like、yeah. that.、Uh, so I suppose you know, kind of disconnect, you know, like I'm sure doctors as well and nurses kind、yeah. of have to. Yeah.、Um, but but yeah, no, I definitely know what what you mean. That it would be hard、mm. because you you know it does shake you.、Uh, conversation、yeah. like that. Yeah.、Um, but 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 yeah, no, but I, you know. And I think like what Vali, what Vali and Gintara does, like they do that every day. Or... Yeah. You know, so and、uh, no, it it really is incredible. And they、know? care about every each of those people.、Yes. That's why you know that's why they act successful. Because like, if you wouldn't care, like people feel that you you know like people are honest or not. Yes, you can tell. <laughs> you know, like you can tell. Yes, and and, and I think the, the the another way to show that it's successful is as you mentioned. Uh, that it's being adopted, you know, their pro because their program is being、mm-hmm. adopted in other regions in Lithuania. I can't、yeah. remember exactly how many, but it's mentioned at the end of the documentary. Yeah.、Um, you know the other regions, and I was thinking, why, why doesn't every region now do it? Because if it's、uh, successful, um, but uh, but yeah. So you you said you you were、uh, you're planning on taking this to different towns and regions in Lithuania. Yeah. Has this started, or do you know when you're going to do、But、this? We're gonna we're gonna start in、uh, in autumn. Okay. Ah、uh, yes. Ah,、uh, we're gonna start this.、Uh, I think like in in October. Okay. This the this tour、um, uh, across Lithuania. Of course, like I I don't know, like maybe someone、uh, you know who's listening to your podcast or or anything like if they find、uh, any of these films like、uh, be useful like as a educational part or like or anything you know like we would we would be happy to collaborate you know on the similar projects in other countries. Uh, if, uh, I was about to ask that. <laughs> you <laughs> read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, because it's、uh, as, as I said. I don't think this is. I mean, obviously, this is for in Lithuania because it's a problem that is in、mm-hmm. Lithuania. But I think that a film like this or a program like this could work in different countries.、Yeah. Um, so, so again, would, would it be possible? So, if people wanted something like this from other countries, like say. Ireland, UK, or anywhere in the world. Yeah.、Uh, w- would they be able to get in contact with you or anybody else in your company? Yeah. Or... Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Like, and we would be, you know, very, very happy to, to if someone like wants to kind of get on board or like,、uh, so if I see if they can、uh, do something similar like those projects and in, in their countries, like we would be very happy to to collaborate and you know, sort of like if these films like either Oleg or、mm. or I'll stand by you can help、uh, people in in any way and 
you know, like, uh, like we would be happy. Like, you know, it's, yeah, it's added value. Like, it's, you know, that's definitely. what we made. Like, that's why those stories were, <laughs> I guess, like told to resonate with people and to maybe like help them to sort of uh, improve. Definitely. And do, do you know where people will, if people will be able to see us stand by you? Um, from well in Lithuania or in other countries uh, would it be available uh, anywhere uh, so are you able like, to answer that at the moment or if not don't worry <laughs> no because like uh, I'll stand by you just started uh, it's uh, sort of like um, festival life it, uh, it screened uh, in München Doc München film festival where it was like it's uh, international film festival um so like uh, next it will be like uh lithuania but it's something like it might be something in between at the moment like it's not like uh, any territories were sold but uh you know uh so i guess yes if anyone uh, are interested like in i don't know showing as a as a project or in their festival or anything like they can uh, get in touch with me or like with my colleagues and we can discuss you know the possibilities cool and and then on on that note if people wanted to find out more about inscript uh, in yes. general uh you, you have a website uh, correct yes. you have yes yes we have a website so it's uh, inscript.lt and okay. uh, yes and then there you can find uh, information about like our films what's the what we've made what's currently in production what's in development uh, you can uh, see like what services we provide uh, locations like uh, pictures uh, of the locations in Lithuania if you want to come and shoot in Lithuania we also have information about Lithuanian uh, tax incentives for shooting in Lithuania so it's like that's a really good deal I think like it's 30 percent tax incentives in Lithuania and um, yes and about our team members all the contact details and uh, if you need any any more information I would be like really really happy like if you just get in touch and I'll, I'll happy to, I'll be happy to answer any other questions Cool. So if people yeah. want to, uh, you know, find out if people want to find out uh, how to just fail them in Lithuania or about any other yeah. projects you're working on, that'd be great because yeah. uh, also Lithuania is a beautiful country. I've heard yeah. <laughs> would be a, an important. Um, and also, I believe um, a, a, a big TV series uh, was filmed there. Was it a Chern yeah. Chernobyl was filmed in Lithuania? Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, Chernobyl. Lots of uh, Netflix series, like um, uh, part of uh, Stranger Things was filmed. In, oh, really? Uh, oh, wow. Yes, like we have a prison that closed a couple of years ago, like so that's right in the city center. And now like uh, it's really popular shooting location. There's like Young Wallander been shot in Vilnius. So that Swedish uh, TV series that's on Netflix. Wow, well. yes. So, and as Lithuania is quite a small country, the crews, like it's usually the, almost the same crews work on the, you know, sort of like swap around. So like, I can honestly say that like, we have like really experienced and really 
uh, well-working crews available. So like people are really nice. Most of them, you know, um, multilingual. So like definitely speak English and Lithuanian and some like older ones like Russian. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that popular with the younger generation, I mm. guess. Um, but uh, but yes, so it's uh, we have lots of benefit, like you know, lots of benefits. Lots to offer. Yes, yes, lots to offer. And so, if people want to find out about well about your production company, how you guys can yeah. help, it's inscript.lt, and I will include the link yeah. into in the show notes for people to check out. Okay, and yes, you can, and you can contact you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there anything else that uh, you would like to mention or discuss uh, before we finish <laughs> about either of the films that we mentioned or about anything else? No, I guess no. Uh, I guess like I, uh, <laughs> I put, put I you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is great. It is Already. fantastic. Uh, well, yeah, if people want to find out more about, well, either the films or about your company and script, they can check out online where you have trailers as well of the films, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And uh, they have all the information you need and also a contact page uh, yeah. where they can get in touch. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Victoria. This has been really, really interesting. I've uh, really enjoyed speaking to you. And uh, as I said, I, well, I recommend the people listening, if they can watch the two films, <laughs> um, wherever they're available. If you're close by or if you're in Lithuania, I would definitely encourage you to try and seek out these films or contact uh, yeah. in Victoria's inscripts as well. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Victoria. It's been thank an you. absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you. It's been my pleasure to, to be able to, to talk about the project and film. So thank you for listening. Uh, it's been great. Thank you. So that was my interview with Victoria Cook of Inscript. And a huge, huge thank you to Victoria. I had a great time speaking with her. And I uh, can't wait to see what she does next. And I hope that people can get the chance to see the two films, Oleg and A Stand By You. If you are in Lithuania, I would definitely recommend trying to seek them out and uh, elsewhere in the world as well hopefully people will be able to see them and uh, as i mentioned as well at the top of the episode that if uh, any of these topics do affect people or you know people who are uh, who have uh, who these topics might affect as well you can get in touch or get ask them to get in touch with the samaritans um anywhere in the world at samaritans.org as well so uh, thank you for listening. If you do enjoy this uh, this podcast, uh, review would be very, very helpful in getting the word out. Um, but thank you to everyone for listening and for your words of support. If you do also want to appear on this podcast, you can get in touch with me through the website shorshaspeakswith.com. The link is in the show note as well. And I'll be delighted to hear from you. So until next time, take care, everyone. Goodbye.